Welcome to the Arizona Skills USA podcast. Once again, my name is Duncan Schultz, and I'm here with four fantastic guests here to talk to you today about running for state and national office. Um, if I could get you guys to introduce yourselves, that would be great. Hello, everybody. My name is Andy Solis, and I'm currently serving as this year's National Region 5 Vice President. Hey everyone, my name is Noe Garcia. I'm your Arizona State President. Hi, my name is Alex Bruin. I'm a past state and national officer for Skills USA, and now I help out with the state officers. Hello everyone, my name is Alexis de la Torre. All right, well, good to have you here. Um, so we, our listeners should know, we talked about uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about before the podcast um and we've probably already used a, a solid 10 to 15 minutes of content so we're we're warmed up um so our first actual official prompt here um was after running for office yourself um some of you have run multiple times what is the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone considering running for office for the first time um, not to be afraid to be bold, be authentic. Um, I, when I ran for state office, I wanted to be different. And so like, I took this big giant bun on top of my head. <laughs> and I wore it. Um, and I took that with me when I ran for national office too. I wanted to stand out. So I dyed my hair bright red. <laughs> um, just finding those key little elements that are going to make you stand out because you want to stand out from the crowd. Yes, exactly. I would also say, um, don't listen to that little voice in your head that's scared of um, the potential um, of somebody running against you or somebody being better than you. Because at the end of the day, um, I think something that really helped me was understanding that if you're genuinely really passionate about the position and are passionate about the goals that you've set for it, um, it's everything will align from there. And also, um, jumping off of what Miss Bruin said, yeah, don't be afraid to be unique. I think that's something that a lot of the state officers have, been have is the fact that their campaign has been extremely um, unique to their own individual personalities. And well, also, now, oh, sorry, add on to what Andy said, people sometimes, uh, including myself, think of what they want and they actually want you like the people that get through is the people that show their true personality and the people that are themselves because that's ultimately what they want and they're not looking for someone in a specific with some personality traits well thanks guys now mine just sounds kind of lame <laughs> mine's gonna have to be uh just communicate well you're gonna need to talk with so many people like your advisors your teachers your bosses and then other officers and members so you know keep in contact keep communicating and it'll help you out in the long run well i don't think that's particularly lame at all in fact that relates back to our skills usa framework we have that framework for a reason. It's the base set of skills that make you a successful 
employable person. And generally that translates to being a successful person in general. So this year, like last year, elections are going to be held virtually. Um, and for those of you who have run virtually, I know Andy, you ran for nationals virtually and Noah, you ran for state virtually. Do you have any kind of differing advice from what you might normally do in an election year? Yes, I know me running for national office. Um, the application in general is genuinely similar to previous years, but you also have your candidate headshot as well as your two minute speech video. So I believe that your speech video is so incredibly important to the process in general, especially virtually, because uh, that kind of, it's the only video that they get seeing you talking and seeing you um, passionate about the organization. And I think that if you showcase that, um, that they really will be able to see it. I feel like I, I had to go through um, so many drafts of this video. It's so ridiculous. Um, sending it back and forth with the state director. And um, yeah, don't be afraid to take multiple drafts because um, in the end, you want to make it look like it's not necessarily, you know, I was struggling that line of whether to be more professional or to show more my personality, but um, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Just be comfortable with, um, because even in settings where you're going to have to be professional, it's also important to really show your personality so people know you're um, a human being. Uh, so yeah, don't be afraid to um, really kind of showcase your personality through your speech, uh, as well as your candidate headshot. Don't feel like you need to get a, uh, a top-notch photographer. I had my best friend take that's in her photography CTE and she took my headshot for me and it still looked incredibly lovely. So um, yeah, don't let a lot of those barriers of the things that you're gonna need to do um, get in the way. As well as that, um, a lot of the process was through Skills You Say Connect. So that's what the, um, so through there, a lot of that's where your networking is going to be, where when you're actually in nationals, you have that ability to talk to other people. So um, when you're in Skills You Say Connect, and if this happens to be virtual again next year, um, be comfortable with commenting on other people's uh, profiles and uh, really selling yourself on there and making friends. Because at, at the end of the day, I think that that was something that uh, really was able to get me elected was the fact that I was able to make a lot of friends with people from all over um, state associations. So make those connections and I promise you they will help you later on. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, it just kind of clicked for me that we kind of got the best of both worlds in here because uh, I ran for state office uh, online and then Andy ran for national office online. So, whew, perfect. That was but, on uh, purpose. I know, I know. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, that, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, uh, for state office, I would say that it's really, it's very similar. But of course, we've had to adapt a lot of things getting into the uh, new online world, I guess you'd say. But the process goes, you know, just a super quick rundown is you get your application, you turn in, you uh, turn in the necessary things, you know, think of your resume, uh, the endorsements from your principal, et cetera, all that stuff. You have a few meetings just to discuss what's going on, uh, the candidacy process, all that. 
And then you have an interview, which is going to be online, probably. I don't know for sure. They may, they are, uh, may be a miracle vaccine that comes out, but probably it's going to be online. And then after that, you start the election process. And then another few meetings, which if you're going into state officer land, you're going to need to uh, prepare for those meetings and trainings. We do a few of them, especially in the beginning. After that, it's time to campaign. And that's, that's pretty much it, depending on what you run for, whether it's, you know, at large or a regional president, your positions probably won't be decided right away if you're an at large officer, but that's, that's the quick rundown of it. Yeah, also bouncing off, um, you're for a national office, they also have you do a lot of the campaigning through your own social media. So some members that were running actually created new social media accounts. I didn't do that because I actually like the idea of having um, some of the support of people that I've already met from past conferences that already know who I am. Um, so that was really helpful. And yeah, as well as that, just as much as skills you say connect, do the same things on um, your social medias. Mainly Instagram is what people use. Um, and yeah, don't be afraid to use uh, more innovative apps and stuff like that. I know a lot of them, the candidates did um, TikToks. Uh, so really don't be afraid to like showcase that uh, you are able to relate to the people that are voting for you. Awesome. That's really, really great advice. Um... And Noe, like you said, you did point out that we have a, a pretty solid mix here of um, past national officers, past state officers, officers who've run virtually, officers who've run in person. Um, and that was definitely done on purpose so we could give the kind of overall look at running for office. So whether you're listening to this now and you're a freshman and you'll be running in two or three years when hope, hopefully we're running in person again um or if you are a sophomore or a junior now and you are running this year um and you'll be running virtually uh we wanted to be able to give you well-rounded advice from all perspectives that being said our next kind of big talking point prompt whatever you want to call it i wanted to see if you guys probably one of our national officers and one of our state office uh, former state officers if you guys could walk our listeners through the process of getting elected, just kind of a, uh, a basic step-by-step, because -step, um, I know it differs at the national and state level. Um, I know it was, it was very confusing when, when I first decided to run back in my junior year, but a little guidance goes a long way. Definitely. Um... I can remember running for state office like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, I had one of my teachers, like a lot of you guys, you, one of your advisors comes up to you and is like, hey, you're going to be a state officer. And you're like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that, that, that happened to me, actually. Like, yeah, it's just a chance that I got to, you know, fall into this organization. Um, but it started with an application on my computer. Um, I filled it out. I sent it in. I, in all honesty, did not think twice about it because I had never, you know, been into leadership at that level. And um, I got a call back. They, they'll send you an email and be like, hey, we want you, we want you to come interview. 
And so everybody goes down to the state office on a Saturday and with their red jackets. And this is probably the first time you've ever worn a blazer unless you competed. And I remember being so nervous because I had to take a Skills USA knowledge test. And even though I had studied all night for it, I still wasn't sure if I was going to remember. And I just remember seeing all these kids around me and I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> so you take that test and 99.9% um, .9 of people pass the knowledge test. I really don't know of anybody that hasn't passed it before, but I'm sure it's happened. Um, and if you pass the test and your grades are all in good standing, your application is all everything is great all the check marks are checked then you get to move on start creating your campaign mine keep calm and vote alex bruin because it was 2000 2010 um <laughs> keep calm was really popular uh so at national or at state conference um at the end at the second day of conference you get to go in a big room with everybody and you get to set up your table and you get to be a little politician you're campaigning it's super exciting and that's when the first key component of skills usa comes into play and networking you sit there and you talk to everybody and you try to sway them to to vote for you because i am the person that should be helping lead your organization and then if you are lucky enough you get voted in at state championships and they call your name and you scream and you like run up on stage and you're like, oh my God, I've been elected. And then in two seconds, you go backstage into the dark <laughs> and you sit at a table and you're like, oh my goodness, look at all of these wonderful people. When I got picked, why did I get picked? This is amazing. Um, and then you go on summer break <laughs> and <laughs> you... <laughs> get to hear from your wonderful advisor who will in a per in-person year would bring everybody up to phoenix for a week and you would get to storm and norm and form as a team and it's just the most glorious it, it's still my favorite training i've ever done it was my first initial oh for sure it's, it's, it's between that and leverage at nationals for sure yeah yes. mine too yes and so after you're elected and you you get in with your team and and then that's when the real magic starts happening and you get to actually start fulfilling your role oh god for those of you guys listening um andy's crying alexis is crying i think noe is probably just kind of sad that he didn't get to do this <laughs> i'm so sad i uh <laughs> uh we love you noe we love you yes <laughs> your whole team has done amazing this year um the circumstances thrown at you were something just absolutely out of the ordinary and uh, horrific to deal with but you guys have been troopers through it it's abysmal um, we're getting through it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um and alex as as awful as any campaign slogan can be um i don't know if if it could beat the horribleness of mine um because i don't know if you were there that year but with my uh, name being duncan so. the obvious association with a certain donut company oh um oh, oh. yeah i used a, a variation of america runs on duncan ah that's great yeah skills usa runs <laughs> on duncan 
that is way way better than keep calm <laughs> oh god i uh i'm a wrestling coach at my old high school and they remember that they remember me running for state office and they remember that uh slogan i use and i get mocked with it as a coach i get mocked with it so it can it can never be that bad but i think that's what makes it fun it makes it memorable the fact that people at my old high school four years later remember my slogan you know you know it's something worth doing when people remember it that that far uh, in the future alexis is sitting here like no 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 alexis what was your slogan that's what i'm saying i don't remember so mine that was in like <laughs> exciting i guess mine was the worst because i don't remember it <laughs> well but i guess was... that speaks to something else then because you got elected with uh, without a memorable slogan so you did something else very very right then he had a really great as i, as I said before show your personality there it is for Literally. those of you who haven't met alexis he has a personality mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i just need everybody to, i need andy to tell everybody her slogan for national office because it was fantastic and i came up with it. Uh, here we go <laughs> Bouncing off, this is how it works for national office. So um, I like to think of it, something that really helped me was thinking about all of the things I needed to do in steps. So step one was you needed to ensure that you have the qualifications. So um, look through the bylaws. Um, usually it's pretty easy for somebody to feel qualified. Um, after those qualifications are met, then there's a couple of documents that you need to submit um, along with your application. So your state director needs to send in some stuff, your school needs to send in some stuff, and so does your school um, administrator and your chapter advisor. So after that is done, you also need to do, um, in the application, you need to have your verification of career essentials credential. So what career essentials is, is a, um, it's kind of like this course, this training course that SkillsUSA has, um, and has everything from, job specific skills to um, how to properly communicate on a team. So you need to have an 80% or higher on that credential. My advice to you on that is start early because you don't realize how long it is until it's like three weeks before the application deadline. And you're like, oh my gosh, I need to get this done, girl. So make sure you have that done um, as soon as possible. You have the fundamental micro credential and then you have the career essentials credential. I have the Career Essentials credential. It's easier to do that one because you can use it later on for um, any of your CTE programs. So applications, pretty self-explanatory, your candidate information, your travel information, um, and then it goes down to step four. So before you, when you run for national office, you need to write two essays. So your first essay is basically talking about, and it's gonna be 500 words or less. Your first essay is, based on the national officer job description, how do you plan to serve the organization as a national officer? And then your second essay is, what is your skills you say framework story? So both of these essays are going to be posted for the delegates to see. So you need to be able to uh, make sure that it's really edited and it shows that, and also make that unique because delegates do look through those. And since it's, on, if it, since it's virtual, um, the more information they know about you, the better because they can't meet you in person. So there's that. And then you have two short answer essays, just talking about what skills you say honors you've had and what community-based activities you've done. So then it goes to step five, um, 
your candidate headshot, and then your two minute speech video. I already touched on those two things. So yeah, make sure your candidate um, headshot, don't, don't feel like you need to get a crazy photographer and your two minute speech video, um, stand out. Don't stand out. Um, they don't want you to have crazy edited at videos um, with a bunch of different um, editing styles. That's not really what they're looking for. Um, they just want you to be able to say your speech and have a white background behind you. Um, and my uh, little slogan was, um, Andy Solis, you've got a friend in me. Thank you, Miss Alex Brin. Amazing. Because I my can't, I wish it was in person. We would have had the best campaign. I know. Nobody oh. could have touched us. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so okay, also before um, all of this happens, specifically Arizona, um, I didn't touch on this, but specifically for Arizona, you usually tell the state director and I told her in October, the previous national officers told her around October. So um, you need to kind of decide a little bit earlier on in the year um, because from October to March, you need to have your campaign materials done, your speeches done um, as well, like your essays done and what you're gonna say for your speech. And this is because in March, um, you have to go in front of the Arizona Board of um, Directors and Education um, and you need to tell them, you, have, you need to go through all of the, your campaign materials, the budgetary requirements and um, you need, it helped me to have a spreadsheet and kind of have all that laid out. And yeah, so all of that happens. Mine was in person when I talked to them. So I don't know how it's gonna work virtually but I'm assuming it's just gonna be through Zoom. So yeah, popping back in, speech video, um, have that all taken care of. And then the deadline is June 1st. Um, so from January, from October to March, figuring out campaign materials, have a lot of that, your essays and your speech done. Um, and then from March to June 1st is working on that application, your essays and your video. And then after that, from June 1st, then the first thing you're gonna do is if they decide that you have all of your um, stuff is okay, you have the get-go, then it's time to, they'll move you on to, the first thing is the written exam. So for national office, it's definitely a lot more difficult than um, state office was for me, uh, but you need to get a 75% or higher. So that's end all be all. If you don't have a 75%, um, they'll drop you. I think this year there was, three people that were dropped. So just please make sure that you study for that. If you need anything, I have a lot of um, study guides that I used and it was really helpful for me to use the Skills You Say Leadership Handbook. That's what I use to study. Um, and a lot of it is also things that you learn in Career Essentials. So if you already have that done, you'll already kind of know a lot of the questions that they will be telling you. So if you pass 75% or higher, then you moved on to um, your interviews. So for the interviews, you have a Skills You Say board member, a Skills You Say state director, and a current Skills You Say national officer interview you. Um, so that's, don't be too stressed out about it. It's usually 15 to 20 minutes. They don't ask you any crazy pressing questions, just kind of getting to know a little bit more of who you are as a person, your previous leadership opportunities that you've had, and what you would like to do as a national officer if you are elected. So, once that is all taken care of, then they're gonna review your um, campaign materials. Um, and then when it comes down to the problematic question, so the problematic question is basically, um, they're gonna ask every single one of you a question and you're gonna um, 
like behind a blind screen. You don't get to hear what anybody else is saying. Um, Ms. Bruin, if you want to touch a little bit more on that, you can. Oh, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. So, yeah. So the two things after that, after the, the things that people actually see you doing is their problematic question and then your candidate question and answer session. So that Q&A sessions before, um, it's literally the only time they will get to um, get to know more about you. They get to come and ask you questions. And my biggest advice for that is be on your A game because people will ask you questions about things that you find in the skills you say um, handbook. So um, anything that you could think of is, is, is full game for other states to ask you. So um, that's my advice on that. Ms. Bruin, you can touch on that. that in the <laughs> Um, yeah, it, um, they will try to stump you. I can't tell you. I, when I was running, um, in the college house, I had a girl that was running next to me and, um, she knew absolutely nothing about SkillsUSA and it was very apparent. Um, that's not a position that you want to be in. I mean, this is, that's, it's the highest title that you can hold in this organization and to go in and not know any of the components of the skills USA motto or anything is crazy. Um, I know uh, Andy said you want to start in October, uh, and some of you probably hear like, "Well, if I don't have to have stuff due till June, why do I have to start in October? Those months are going to fly by, um, and we really want you to have everything done by March because by then everything should be completed. The state." board of directors can say hey you're good to go and then after that you're just fine-tuning uh, my number one thing that I tell all candidates this isn't as much if you're running for state but if you're running for national office in our bylaws you are not allowed to disclose that you are running for national office until the day that your campaign materials have been certified and you completed your interview that day is a long time away by nature as people, we get excited and we want to share that good news. So my advice to you is to keep it within your officer team. And if, if for whatever reason you feel like that you can't even let your officer team know because somebody might say something, then don't. Because I, I know of two kids, um, it was the year I was running and then the year after, whenever I was, it was my team that was up. Um, who both got dropped. And Noe, I answered this in your email earlier, um, but the one, one of them was posted in a group chat that a national officer just happened to be a part of. And the second was an Instagram post. Immediately, you're, you're kicked out of the ad running. So that's what um, I try to like stamp into everybody's brains. It's like, you're gonna be working really hard for this for like eight months and can tell nobody. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is something I I always kind of like. I don't know. It's it was always very fun at like leverage and other trainings at the national level where it was like, I bet that person is running for national office, and everybody around you is giving you like the nod or the like shaking their head no, and it's like no, I don't think so. I, it couldn't be him. And then you know, two days later, once they're finally past that certification and interview phase, and they come out and it's like I'm running for national office. And we're all just like, ah, I told you. <laughs> it, it, it was a really good time. Um, and then talking more about your the Q&A session you talked about, that is uh, the thing that wasn't touched upon. At the national level, that is like over the span of multiple days um, when it's in person. Uh, it's like three days where you get 
uh, several 20 minute Q and a sessions each day. Um, it is, it's nuts. And like they said, you are constantly bombarded with questions from people who some of them do respect the rules and they don't ask you silly things about your personal life or your favorite color or anything like that. Some of them do just to throw you off. But then, uh, I think it was either last year or the year before, um, people were advised not to ask, uh, questions about the skills USA framework or the motto or the pledge or anything like that, because it was expected that the national officers knew what they were talking about. Um, and of course, people still asked about it, but it was interesting uh, to me to see that the national office was like, no, they know what they're talking about. And I think that year they did. So maybe they uh, altered the test and made sure that, you know, people who didn't know what they were talking about were gone. So it all comes down to basically the nuances of the year as well as the general structure of, of things. Um, but I think in a virtual setting, uh, like we were talking about earlier, with the idea that you are not seeing people on a continuous basis over three or four days um you have your speech you have interactions through social media um and that's about it i think for a lot of people myself included that would be a very nice system um though i enjoy talking to people a lot um it is a challenge for me to keep my energy level high enough for that stretch of time um so i think if the online system could benefit uh certain people who maybe don't have that kind of social tolerance yeah i definitely agree with that i feel like um although i do understand that perspective mm -hmm. of having not having to be seeing them in person i feel like a big thing for me was um that personality, they weren't able to see that only through a couple of hours of us doing the, the meet the candidate session, because I believe the meet the candidate session online was, it was kind of blocked out into like six different um, breakout rooms. So um, you have an hour in each breakout or something along that line. And then, yeah, for that amount of time, they get to ask you as many questions as you want. It'll pop up as um, there'll be a, a proctor with you. Um, usually it's another national officer and they'll be the ones that like, hey, this person asked this question, this person asked that question. Um, so yeah, through that process, that's kind of how that works. Um, and yeah, again, what Duncan and Ms. Brunner are saying, you need to be able to answer some of those tough questions. And like they said, a lot of, um, like Duncan was saying, yeah, they're not supposed to ask you about things that have to do with the framework or things you'll find in the handbook but um most of the time a lot of the questions will be either that or um talking about your past uh experiences with say you did state office um, so that's how that works um so i've got one last question for you guys as a group um and then kind of uh we can kind of transition to either you know closing and saying goodbye or into another talking point that'll take another 20 minutes. Um, but kind of the last talking point here, um, I just kind of want to ask you guys, um, was the experience worth it and why? Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> I strongly believe that 
Skills USA state office and national office helped me become the functioning member of society that I am today. Um, I was 17, 18 years old, having to show up to the airport to get on flights by myself. Um, yes, and um, having to show up at schools and show up to chapter visits. And it's a lot of accountability um, to give a teenager, I think. And it helped me be able to, like, you know, initially move out of my parents' house and and be feel okay on my own because I've already done so much. Um, I have the ability now to speak to anyone. I, I Waiter, janitor, CEO of Snap-on Tools. Um, I mean, whoever you are, I can talk to you now. And that isn't an ability that I had before I went to SkillsUSA. Um, I, I didn't go down the path that I, I was destined to through CTE. Uh, I'm still in a trade and all of those soft skills that I learned while I was in Skills USA, I still use every day. Well, Heck for yeah. me, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. for me, I, I think it was so amazing because you actually get to grow in many ways that you didn't expect to grow in. Uh, for me, one of the biggest problems that I had was English, English, and through Skills USA and being a state officer, I learned more about it. And it's like, when did I think that going into this position, I was going to learn more about a language that I was struggling with, and that not only that, but it gave me the confidence that I needed because I always say that I. When I talk to people, to my friends that speak English and Spanish, like I feel like a super bilingual that is so smart. But when I speak to someone who only speaks English, like I get so nervous and my, you know, my, uh, my English gets terrible. And I'm like, why? Because I, I know how to speak English, you know? And excuse you say, help me in that, gaining that confidence that I needed. And it's something that it's so, I'm gonna say dumb, but it's so important to me because that's definitely a part of my life. And it's, I really, really appreciate that. And I would never forget that. All right, well, uh, personally for me, my SkillsUSA journey isn't over yet. Uh, I still got my state office uh, election to, well, uh, candidacy to start out. And then I got my, I don't know what's going to go on from there. But I would have to say that I think I think the best thing that I guess you'd say uh, I could have learned was uh, kind of along Alex's point, too, was communication. Now I'm a lot more less stressed when I talk to people. Now I know how to write an email in the professional sense. Now I know how to text someone something super clear and concise and to the point. And I think that that's something that you're going to use no matter who you are. And it's something that I'm personally going to need. And I'm sure many people are going to personally need, you know, whether that's now or that's when you have a job and anything beyond that, because our entire lives is made up of talking talking to people whether that's over the phone in person email or anything like that 
So communication, networking, that's going to be, it's going to be my pick for skills you say skills. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I feel like um, my experience that I've had with, with um, not only state office, but national office has been so incredible. I've met my best friends that I could have, that I never would have met otherwise. And we still talk every single day through state office. And um, to have that, that family to lean back on that are just as motivated and ambitious um, as you are, it's incredible. And it's something I, I hadn't never experienced before. Not only that, but the experiences you get to grow as a person is never ending to the conferences that you have to present at public speaking in front of I, at least 2000 people in those conferences, um, as well as being able to go up to somebody and um, you can talk about anything that you want to. You're so, um, I'm so able to, uh, I feel the confidence to be able to go up to anybody and um, truly showcase that I, you know, I, I am passionate about the organization and the things that I've done. And it's, it's a really heartwarming feeling to be able to, um, to be, have a lot of those experiences. Um, and especially public speaking, I grew so much in that. I was so terrified of doing that. And, um, now I, I, I feel the confidence. I still get scared, but, um, it's definitely not as scary anymore. And, and like Ms. Bruin said, the responsibility that you have to have as an, as a state officer, as well as a national officer, um, the chapter visits, the going to the airplanes, um, to this day, I've still traveled to more places than my mom has. And that's an interesting thing that I feel like, um, I know it's not what everyone that it's not what you should, that you should think about going into it with, but, um, I think what comes with that is the amount of people that I've gotten to meet, um, that I would have never met otherwise the networking experiences I've had. Um, and the people that, uh, are employers in their own um, individual trades. And I've gotten to understand a little bit more about their perspectives and their career paths. And you, um, you really get a crash course into the professional world that is unlike any other. And uh, I'm so incredibly happy that I experienced this. I know for me, it's something that nobody in my, really in my city has um, in this moment is experiencing. And uh, to just have that, that, that knowing that you get to, to meet people that are, are passionate about similar things as you, as well as knowing the amount of students that you can reach through um, projects, uh, it's, it's a really fulfilling feeling. It really is. Definitely. I think of all the things we've said today, um, I think that last one may be the most important just in that you know, for all the work, for all the struggle, for all the the steps that go into this, um, and the idea that you are signing up for basically work for the next year of your life, the idea that it is worth it, um, and the things you get out of it, and the friendships and connections you make, um, really does make it something special. That being said, this has been a lovely conversation but we are just about out of time for today. Um, thank you guys for being on the podcast and being fantastic guests. You've been absolutely amazing. To our wonderful listeners, if you are craving some SkillsUSA gear in the, near, in the new year, in the, in the near future, 
Um, the AZ Skills USA store is up and running with newly added Skills USA face masks, which you will see on uh, the AZ Skills USA Instagram and Facebook coming soon. You can find the store link on the top of the azskillsusa.org homepage. And with that, we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Goodbye.